Welcome to the Thomistic Institute podcast. Our mission is to promote the Catholic intellectual tradition in the university, the church, and the wider public square. The lectures on this podcast are organized by university students at Thomistic Institute chapters around the world. To learn more and to attend these events, visit us at ThomisticInstitute.org. So I, I, I probably should um, preface uh, this talk uh, this morning, uh, realizing uh, that I'm, I'm speaking to university students about the good life, <laughs> and realizing that you know a lot more about this than I do. And you know, people probably say that to you a lot, you know, the good life or the great life you're having in UCD or things like that. Okay, and people have have perceptions of the good life. Okay, everyone around you has perception of it. Okay, the, the dream boat or the, the perfect car, the perfect girlfriend. And, and there are often misperceptions, what we think. Okay, so, um, so what I'm, I'm going to try to do today is, um, what, what, what does the good life mean in the Western tradition? Okay, within Western civilization. Is there a way of living uh, that that trans translates into every profession, uh, every stage of life, every age, every sex of man? You know that 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 sense, okay. And what is that? what is that good? Okay. And when did we start um, thinking about it? Um, uh, when did we start begin negotiating it? What does Saint Thomas Aquinas? Uh, help us uh, to understand uh, 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 about it. Okay, so in, in, in Western uh, civilization, the, the roots of, of the, the good life are, are, are found in, at least as an idea, are, are found in, in, in classical Greece. So uh, Socrates, um, in Plato's dialogue, Phaedrus is talking to young man Phaedrus, and he mentions, probably the earliest mention of the good life, uh, 375 BC, so four centuries before Christ. Uh, I'm talking about this good life, what is the good life? They're thinking about it, uh, talking about it. Um, the first thing I have to say, even though I'm not going to give the talk on happiness today, that the good life uh, is consistent with human flourishing. Okay. It, it, it's consistent with man's or the human person's search for happiness. Um, it, it's it's consistent with living well. Uh, me today, you know, being the best version of yourself. They would say on, on, on Catholic retreats, you know, youth retreats. Um, that'd be a, a modern way, of maybe putting it in, in, in its own sense. Okay. Um, so Plato says, uh, the most important thing is not life, but the good life. Okay. Next to that, there's something else, okay? We're, 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 we're talking about the Greek uh, classical tradition. Uh, and the good for the Greek is, is, is alongside the beautiful. Okay. Um, in Greek... Um, Word Kalon Kalos is 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 um 
it is good, um, but it's also beautiful. Um, so there's something about the good life that's also attractive, uh, that also magnetizes, uh, that also draws the human heart and mind to it. It's not a, a dull goodness. Okay. It's not a hollow kind of shell in, 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 in any sense. Yeah, so um, Plato again, um, the good life somehow renders the human person, man or woman, good and, and, and beautiful. Um, the, the good life is capable of you know, bringing about an inner transformation. Uh, it's about, it's able to get into your inner inwardness. <laughs> okay. If I could put it that way. Uh, and talk to you, you let's say, about yourself. Uh, and Plato has the, like, like a right mixture of water and honey. Okay. When you get that right blend, uh, when you get that right balance uh, of ingredients, uh, that, that good mixture, it, it's, it's working. I mean, like a cocktail or whatever it is, you know, if you get it right, it's really right. Okay. So the good life is about that. Okay. And uh, Thomas uh, Aquinas quotes uh, Pseudo Dionysius again. He says, the good and the beautiful are beloved by all. We're not only attracted to the good, but also to, to the beautiful. And then he goes on. This is Thomas Aquinas. He says, beauty of body uh, consists in a man having his bodily limbs well-proportioned. Okay, well-built, whatever that means, okay? Uh, together with a certain clarity of color. Okay. Healthy, you know, you know, we know what a healthy complexion is, okay? Uh, we know what a proportioned body is, that's it, you know, male, male, male or female. So he uses that, often Thomas, he, bring, he starts with the physical, with the sense of so we can see something tangible. And he brings it out to another level, onto what he wants to talk about, about the, the moral life or about the spiritual life. He says, he says, in like manner, spiritual beauty uh, consists in a man's conduct or actions being well proportioned um, in respect of the spiritual clarity of reason. So the human person is, is a rational animal um, it, it, it's appropriate that he or she acts according to reason. Okay. And I, I suppose that, that is the Greek insight. That is the Greek kind of miracle in a sense that we're, we're, we're reasonable creatures. Uh, why don't we act reasonably? <laughs> why don't we use that? Why don't we use that instrument? Well, uh, why don't we actually use that higher faculty that we have? Uh, to be reasonable, civilized, uh, respectful, and inventive human beings. Okay, and 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 that's and that's where where Thomas will will, will come at it as well. Okay, um, so let's go a little further. Okay, Plato says again, uh, 
the good life is a life of virtue. Okay? That, that, that way to human flourishing, um, that way to happiness, uh, passes by the channel, you could say, uh, the aqueduct uh, of virtue. Uh, so we'll have to figure out if, 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 if we don't get the sense of what virtue is, uh, we'll probably miss the whole thing, the whole picture, uh, uh, if we don't know. So a lot of today's talk would be uh, about virtue, just an introduction uh, uh, to it, okay? Um, so what does um, virtue mean? Um, well, it comes from ver, actually. Uh, it comes from ver, which means man. Virtuous means strong. Um, so virtue is, uh, is, is a strength that you have. It, 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 it's, it's a competence that you have. Okay? It's not a half strength. Uh, it's not a half competence. It's actually a perfected ability. Okay? You, you, you do something well. Uh, you do it uh, proficiently. I suppose and I haven't put it in my notes there, but it's, it's probably um, consistent with, with the, um, the Greek notion of arete, okay? So, excellence, okay? Um, so, virtue, strength, um, a perfection, call it a perfection, um, it is a certain competent way of acting, okay? Um, Thomas, he quotes Aristotle, the, the Greek philosopher as well, he says, virtue, is that which makes its possessor good and his work good likewise. Okay. So there, in, in a sense, there are two objects here uh, when you're acting virtuously, uh, when you're gaining these abilities or these strengths. First of all, there's the act that you're doing. Okay. Um, if I'm a shoemaker and I make um, kind of sloppy shoes, <laughs> okay, or, you know, not, not really good. I, I bought a pair of shoes for 18 euro recently, you know, and you can read it, they're not really well, they're not really well made. Sort of stuff, it was Ash Wednesday, it was stuck, okay, and my uh, <laughs> other shoes are problematic, okay, so but they're not really well made, okay, because you can't get quantity for 18 euro, you know, pennies. Uh, and, but, okay, so the thing is, the shoemaker, if he's making a good shoe, you know, um, like Yosemite Maria Estrella, say, do not tell me that you are a bad shoemaker and a good Christian. It's a good, it's a good striking thing, okay? Okay, if you're making a good shoe, if you're a craftsman, for example, your, your, your object is to make the shoe, uh, but also in doing that, you're ennobling yourself. Uh, you're, you're a quality craftsman. You're, you're producing a good product. Um, you're respectable. You're reliable. If you buy a shoe from this person, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be Clarks or Echo or, you know, in, in, in that sense, you know. You get, you get a brand name because there's quality there, okay? Uh, but going back to virtue, uh, those two things are happening all the time, okay? 
Virtue is something that we can do. So we are, you're painting a wall or building a church or uh, helping the, the disabled or whatever you're doing. Uh, you do it well. Okay. And in doing it well, in doing, say, the external deed, let's call it the external deed, doing it well, it, it, it rebounds to you. It's, it's chipping away at you. Like even Michelangelo chipping away at David or at the, the Pietà. It's also chipping away at him. He's becoming the, the, the great artist. He's becoming a better man. Okay, in, 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 in a sense as well, okay? Um, and that's what virtue is, okay? That it's, I, I call it like, it's like a boomerang, you know? If I do something shoddy out there in the world, I get a bit shoddy. Okay, I try. I try to gloss and to put something under the carpet, not hide my my my, my faults or cracks or whatever. Okay, well I have the cracks are still there. Okay, but if I'm acting well, uh, if I'm acting like a spiritual athlete, um, then I'm actually becoming a good athlete, a good uh, a good man or, 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 or woman. Okay, and that's you know that's that's the tradition that that Saint Thomas Aquinas picks up. Uh, he says, virtue is a good quality of the mind. You have to know your skill. Even if it's just playing tennis. You know, it's, it's in there. In, not only the reflexes, but it's in your mind. How to be positioned on the court. You know, how to get into the net quickly. Uh, when to take the advantage. You know, all, 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 all these things. Okay, so good quality of the mind. So it's, a, so it's thinking spiritual craft here as well in, in a sense okay um today um some of the i suppose the candidates for for virtue today would be you have an ability um you have a skill okay and perhaps deeper again you have a trait of character um, that um a, a virtue uh, a way of acting well it's not something transient. Uh, it's not something you fall into and, and, and fall out of quickly. Okay? It, it becomes ingrained in your personality. It, it becomes a stable uh, constituent of your being. Does that make sense? It's not just the act itself, okay? It's you're actually becoming a kind of character. You're becoming a scoundrel if it's on a virtue, okay? Or you're becoming a saint, okay? Uh, but by, by, let's for the moment say, just by this repetition, okay? Um, now we could say a lot more. That's just, just, just for, 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 for getting a start, okay? Yeah, it dis yeah, that's the whole thing, okay? It, the important thing about virtue, it disposes a person. It's not the action itself, but it's like you're, you're already set up for the action. You're already um, wired in some sense. You know that uh, if you are a just person and you notice an injustice, uh, a just person will rectify it. You know, you will call the guards, you see someone beat up or something or something being stolen, you see something you know, going missing, uh, you, you tell security. Okay, you're disposed on the moment when you meet that kind of miraculous moment. Uh, you're disposed. You're settled. We call it a settled disposition uh, to do something, to, to to act 
uh, in a certain way, to have a characteristic way of acting. It, it, it doesn't mean that we can't act out of character. You know, I could be quite a truthful person, an honest person, but just to get off, <laughs> you know, I just, in the moment, I'd say, uh, Sharon did you know. <laughs> or Sharon helped me, you know. She doesn't mean, it really wasn't Sharon, okay? Okay. She uh, doesn't mean, so, but you can't act out of character, okay? Uh, virtue, in that sense, is not freedom. Okay, I'm not going to talk much, so much about freedom today, but it's, 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 uh, I can act out of character. I can do something misshapen in, in some sense, okay? Okay, so um, for, 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 for Thomas Aquinas, um, the anthropology or, 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 or the human makeup, um, the structure of the human being is quite complex. Uh, so when you look at the virtue, when you look at acting well, when you look at human flourishing, you have to almost kind of go under the, uh, the, the, the bridge. You have to look for other things other components of personality, okay? And he thought that, uh, like um, Hippocrates and, and the Greeks, he, he thought there were certain kinds of temperaments. There, there are four classical temperaments that people have, okay? Today, we probably say types of personality, you know, that, that kind of sense, okay? They were sanguine, uh, choleric, uh, melancholic, and phlegmatic. Okay, so the four... Uh, kinds of temperance. We have these. Um, we have these in a natural way. They're natural to us. Okay, it's true physiology, true physiological factors. It's true um, hereditary uh, influences. You know, it's there. There may be some social factors there involved as well. Okay, but we have a certain kind of temperament, and you know, the classical one. Uh, is uh, it's kind of clear in, in one sense, you know, you might have met you know, people who maybe fit into these kind of brackets, okay? So, sign wine, cheerful, optimistic, playful, upbeat, uh, faces expressive. They're good people to have in chaplaincies. <laughs> Useful, okay, are good. Okay, and you've probably met people like Okay, it, 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 in some sense, okay? Um, choleric, okay, different. Quick-tempered, passionate, uh, idealistic, energetic and decisive. Okay, when you're going on a hiking trip, the person takes charge. Who's going to get there first? Okay, a leader, you know, that, you know there's, there's certain good things there as well, okay? Um, Melancholic, um, artistic, typically artistic, you could say, inventive, independent, can do things themselves, prone to sadness, prone to, to fluctuations of mood, you could say, and, and sensitive to others, and sensitive to their art as well, okay? Um, melancholic. Now, I'm going to qualify all these in a while, okay? Don't worry, don't, don't start putting yourself into brackets here. You know, or, or you know, say, "Oh, there I am." You know, <laughs> no, there, there you are not. <laughs> okay, okay. We're usually uh, a combination of two or three. Okay, the the anthropology here is a bit outdated. 
and of his property audacious, you know, but it's something that Thomas recognized and the Greeks recognized, okay? That there, there are certain kind of a natural temperaments that we work with. It's kind of raw matter, raw material that we have to work with if we're going to come to the good life, if we're going to come to human flourishing, okay? Uh, and a phlegmatic, um, your typical cynic, you know, unsentimental, dry sense of humor, detached, objective, capable of being diplomatic and observant. Okay, handy, you know, in certain situations. And yeah, we, we, we meet persons like that. And literature is full of the types. You know, it's most popular literature based is full of the types, okay? Uh, and a lot of the chemistry, whatever, okay? But we, we, uh, we're careful with it. We know it exists. Um, you know, as long as we don't, we don't take it in too rigid a way. Okay, we can work with it. We recognize that people have, have, have different temper. I remember having a friend, it's a long time ago, but I mean, she had quite a temper, you know? Just, just a characteristic, you know? And it was a natural temperament, you know? And, you know, she did a conversion and she came to work with that. And even people who knew her said, she's quite different now, you know? <laughs> you know, she was work. She never knew how to control that temper, you know? And, um, you know, it's different, it's there, you know? Um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be that choleric. I wouldn't fit really myself into that choleric thing, you know, but, but maybe somewhere where the sanguine or phlegmatic, you know, you fit somewhere, you know, so just to get an idea of it, okay? In the sense that you're, you're not dealing with a tabula rasa, with a blank slate when it comes to talking about virtue or about happiness or, or the good life, okay? You're, 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 there's something already in the cake, <laughs> okay? Something you already need to work with. Okay, and, and even getting to know it is, is helpful. Uh, becoming aware of it is, is helpful to you. Okay, and to others as well. Okay. Okay, the other thing we have to become aware of are, are the drives in our personality. Um, what well, Father Connor was talking about uh, last night, okay, uh, about emotions. Um, and Thomas takes this into account as well. He's got a very long section on, on the passion. It's one of my favorite kind of parts of, of, of the Summa. And he, he goes through them. You know, first of all, he says, um, uh, he talks the movements which the Greeks, the movements of the soul, which the Greeks call pathe, are styled by some of our writers, uh, Cicero, for example, uh, disturbances. Uh, by some affections or emotions, while others rendering the Greek more accurately call them passions. Okay. Um, so what's a passion, okay? Uh, a passion is, um, it's a movement of what Carl Vaiti would call your psyche. Okay, that, that part of your soul, you could say, that's in between your body and your 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 spiritual soul <laughs> is between sensibility and uh, rationality. Somewhere in between, we get this we call the stirring emotions. Okay, when you go to the opera or go to 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 a play, you're, you're moved tremendously by the play. Okay, but but three days later, the emotion has subsided. Okay. 
Um, when you break up with someone, the sadness, the end of the world, those first few days, and then you realize it's when better and you get on, okay? And you get back to normal living. Yeah, you know, after, after a while. But over at the start, it can be overwhelming, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's a moving of our sense appetite. Okay, there are, there are things happening in our, in our, in, 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 in our environment. Was that a wolf? Is that a wolf? You know, and it's a wolf. Run. Okay, all the films, you know, you see people run because they've seen a wolf run. Okay, Scooby Doo, you've seen a ghost, you run. Okay, <laughs> that's what you do. You don't wait around if you see a ghost or a wolf. Okay, but that's a passion. Okay, that's a, that's a movement of emotion. Okay, it's gonna, once you get out of the way of the wolf or the car or whatever it is, it will subside. Okay, if we go down, okay. Uh, Cicero was quite negative. There are disturbances, okay. But as Father Connor was right, they say, okay, we're in, in, in the Thomistic tradition and in the Catholic tradition, we're not so negative. They're, they're, they're neither good or evil. It's how, it's how we appropriate them. It's how they're engaged with our, our, our will and with our reason. That's how they're taken up into reason with our higher faculties. That's how they become good or evil. Okay. If they're moderated according to reason, uh, even a, a healthy, strong, even angry reaction can sometimes be good. If you see someone being bullied in school and you're a teacher and you step in, if you're too blasé about it, no one gets the, the sentences wrong. But if you're affirming, or you know, if you're, if, if you're, if you're, if you're strong about this is wrong, you shouldn't do this, um, and the tone of voice is clear and you're angry, that's a good expression of anger. You understand? It's wrong if you go over the top. Okay, if you go overboard in that expression, okay? But it's 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 consistent with how you're thinking as a thinking being, how you're moving your will and your reason, how they're moving together, and they're they're assimilating the passion. Okay. Um so if you're in the library in UCD or or Trinity, you start laughing out loud. <laughs> That might be good at the pantomime, <laughs> okay? It's appropriate, but not in the library. And not coming up to exam times. <laughs> what's wrong with that girl or that boy, you know? Uh, okay. So what, what causes a passion, okay? Uh, it's a sensory perception. Our senses, our five senses, five external senses, they perceive some good or evil. You know, it could be good like ice cream, chocolate, whatever, you know? But uh, it's caused by that, okay? Uh, every movement of our passions uh, causes a modification of the body. Every time you feel something, your body changes. You have an actual physical alteration. Um, things like cold sweat uh, to do with fear, even the chemicals that are when you when you feel fear in the pit of your stomach, you get this nervousness. You know, it's a fear that the doctor was telling me recently. It's, it's uh, one of our students, a doctor, telling me that that's there's something happening chemically here. That's why you're getting that that thing sensation in the pit of, of, of your tummy. Okay, blushing, embarrassing, scarlet. You know, say uh, tensing of face muscles. Uh, your body is changing. Okay, because you're you're corporate, you're composite. Okay, so. These emotions, these stirring emotions between your body, body picking up on the senses, what's going on, your appetite, so you're, you're, you're moving to them uh, between still below your rationality, but still there's things happening, okay? So we need 66 uh, face muscles to frown, 
and only needs 17 to laugh. <laughs> the physiology of it, okay? Uh, what, 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 what's happening, okay? Um, Thomas, when he talks about the passions, um, he talks about having a political, a political, um, politic uh, sovereignty here, sovereignty. Um, it means sometimes you have to be, um, you have to be kind of diplomatic with them. Um, he says they have something of their own. Uh, they have their own realm. That if you do, like if you're a father of five kids and you go in to the living room and it's mayhem, you probably need to go for a walk around the block, you know. <laughs> you understand? Because uh, that anger is not going to die immediately, okay? You need to give some time, okay? Uh, or if, you're, if, you're, if your spouse or your boyfriend or whatever ticks you off about something, okay? You have to kind of check yourself. So you are too tough, okay? I am acknowledging, I am getting angry here, okay? Now, do I say it now? Or do I wait for the appropriate time, okay? The virtuous person will wait for the appropriate time. Um, the person non-trained in virtue will probably rush in on the spur of the emotion, okay? And it's, it's training, uh, it, it takes discipline, um, because our, our emotions are kind of enjoyable. You know, do you ever, you ever see an angry man who, who thought he was wrong? You ever see an angry man who thought he was wrong? You don't meet angry men who think they're wrong. <laughs> okay. And, and the emotion changes how you think, okay? Um, now, why, why am I saying all this, okay? Um, I'm saying that, that they're part of the constituent of who we are. Okay, living the good life or the virtuous life that we see, will be taking into account, not discounting the movements of our sense appetite. Uh, those stirrings, those, those drives in us, uh, whichever way they go. Okay, they, they could be very amorous and very beautiful and very loving, you know, but the object, the person that you have them for could be the wrong person. <laughs> so again, you'll have to pull yourself back. You'll have to think about it, talk to your best friends committee, and okay, <laughs> find another prayer meeting, okay? <laughs> you know, things like that, you know, just, you just have to negotiate them. Um, whatever, okay? They have something of their own. Like, my hand goes down, it goes up. It, I, I have a kind of what, what Thomas calls a, what do you call it, a despotic sovereignty here, okay? Um, it, it goes up and down, it doesn't really get much choice in the matter, okay? But my emotions, and all, I say also my sexuality, there's something up, something goes on here, you know. I'm, I find, might find myself attracted to someone. I say, why am I attracted to this person? Why is it not going away? Okay, it has something of its own. Okay, you have to navigate that realm in your being in a different way. You have to do it as a senator would do his or do his electorate or something like that. Okay, you have to negotiate. You have to play with it in someone. You have to get to know it. Okay, it's not. You can't be tyrannical here. And we're not generally tyrannical with the emotions. Um, we just become wise with them, certain wisdom, certain, say, craft with them as well, okay? Okay. And when they get taken up into reason and will, uh, we can't have the, the virtuous effect, uh, the virtuous acting out of them. That I, I care for the poor more ardently 
I give to the poor more vigorously. I'm, I'm stirred up to work for human rights. Do you understand? Uh, like passion, you know, it, it, it can be quite a powerful force in our society for good when it's appropriated the right way. Even as a preacher sometimes, you know, if you, you feel your passion coming up and you have to be careful, sometimes you get, oh, where's this coming from, you know, because you get, get stirred up about something and it can be good. And other times you have to be careful, okay, not to go over the top, okay, there's just like so many three little ladies there steal your massive sermon on human rights. No. Father, go take a drink. Go so are you going go have a coffee possibly like that. No. Okay. So it's just it's just becoming aware of that. It's becoming sensible about it. But not trying to relegate or dismiss or turn away every woman passion. Like the Greeks they become stoic. I mean so stoicism is this way popular against and yeah, okay. I have no emotions, I'm just I'm just a dead block, you know? And that's virtuous, okay? It's not virtue in the Nicotomistic or in Catholic um, uh, way way of thinking about it, okay? Okay, that's my favorite okay. okay. So going back to what we were saying, okay, um, about the, the action going out from you and coming back to you like a boomerang, okay? And this is what John Paul II, going on this tradition in, in, in very tata splendor, okay? He says, human acts do not produce a change merely in the state of affairs outside of man, but to the extent that they are deliberate choices, they give moral definition to the very person who performs them, determining his profound spiritual traits. It's okay. So when Maximilian Kolbe was at Auschwitz, he got special treatment because he was a priest. He got a special nastiness, you could say, uh, in the prison. But you'd often, I'm told, you'd see Maximilian Kolbe at the end of the line for food. He'd take the last place. But that was him, a whole training in Christianity, a whole training in saintliness that enabled him to do that, you know, to, to go to the last place. It wasn't just in Auschwitz. He'd learned that over a whole um, um, series of, uh, of choices. It was the attitude of a lifetime. It's how holiness grows in us, okay? So it's, it's, it's working. It's, it's apprenticeship. Uh, it, 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 it's working. And that's what, what John Paul is getting at, okay? Um, the, the crafting, the carving, the, the, the sculpting of the personality through your choices, choices of the good, the true, and the beautiful, they tend to make you good, true, and beautiful. <laughs> okay? If you, you know, if you go the other way, you know, if it's ugly, shameful, discordant, okay? You know, it, it, you, know it, you, you don't get that uh, same building up of, 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 of the person. Does that make sense? Okay. So it, it, it's, it's the molding of character. It's the, it's the forging of character. That when, when our, our virtues, for example, when they, when they get really perfected in us, when they get good, when, they get, when we get confident in them, they, they have a, what's called a promptness. I keep saying this in Colby, you know? Promptness, we act with promptness. Uh, we act with ease. 
and we act with pleasure. It's a delight in it. It's a, it's a, it's a delight in performing a good deed. Okay. Um, and, and that might kind of go across, you know, against some perceptions you might have that virtue is really difficult. I really give up on it. Okay. But no, when, when we get when we get good habits, okay, I'll talk about habits in a while. They they actually they become second nature. You know, when I'm when you're trying to learn to ride a bicycle for the first time, I need stabilizers. Remember your first bicycle? And you couldn't. You're very wobbly. You know. Uh, and um, but no, when you get it, when you get the skill, you can do it easily. You can delight in speeding along without your stabilizers. Okay. You know, I had a young man in in um, Rome one time. He was a ballroom dancer, and he taught ballroom dancing. It's interesting. Like he said. He said the adults are very hard to teach because <laughs> the dams are very stiff. <laughs> they didn't want to make any mistakes, you know. And, uh, but the children are much easier. The children are much more supple. They just dive into the dancing and do it, you know, and they get better by learning from their mistakes. And uh, there's something maybe in virtue as well, okay? That it's in the action, it's in the repeated action, in the performance, okay, that we become good ballroom dancers by. Like in the mesh of life, in 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 in, 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 in practicing it, okay. Yeah. So the place we even had this, you know, he had this idea, you know. Um, he says, "Excellence is not a gift, but a skill that takes practice." Okay. We do not act rightly because we are excellent. Um, in fact. We achieve excellence by acting rightly. Okay. So getting there is a, is a, is as a result uh, of uh, of repeated good performances. You might even top violinists today. You know how much do they have to practice? You know, when they go on the late late show or they go on you know on TV or before people. You know, the professional world of music. How much do you have to practice? The old day, whole <laughs> week. You when your friends are out, you know you can't. You have to, if you're at that level of of of, of excellence. Okay. Um, okay. Here's the thing I found in an Albert plays a French French Dominican French speaking Dominican on the way. It says a virtuous person does not have the habit of good. Um, he discovers good for each action. And performs it with a, a mind unceasingly freer, younger, stronger, and more efficacious. One possesses a habitus. Okay, because a habitus, habere to have or habitus, okay. One is master of it. The habitus is a principle of liberation and of freedom. Okay, so what's he talking about? Um, okay, the, the first one, uh, the word I really want to introduce is habitus. Uh, again, it's an ability to facility with things. Facile, okay, ease, ease, habitus. Becoming perfected in doing something. Um, it could be temperate, say, as regards food, as regards, you know, intoxicating drinks. For example, or, 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 or a food. If if we get the habitus of temperance, we're not even inclined to overreach. 
Well, it's, it's not really that attractive to us. Uh, we eat moderately according to the occasion. If it's Christmas, we'd have pudding, we'd have those things, okay? But it's 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 there, it's it's circumstantial as well, okay? It's different. I wouldn't do that on Good Friday. Okay. I can't, you know. But you know, but the temperate person is able to portion it out. Uh, it becomes ingrained in him or her. So a habitus is not a habit, okay? Habit is doing something routinely. I go to mass by habit. We went to mass by habit when, when I was growing up, okay? Uh, I just got there. I don't know what happened between, but we were just there and we left again, okay? That's not a habitus, okay? A habitus is an excellence, okay? And a, a habitus is exercised differently in different circumstances. So the, 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 the virtuous person is a spiritual pilot. You know, he's able to maneuver the plane, you know, dip a little to the left, go a little right, you know, get ready for the runway, you know, make a good landing, all that, you know, according to each plane that, you know, that he or she is, 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 um, is piloting. And Habitus is like that, okay? It, it gives you back the wheel, okay? Uh, and you get more control of the, the navigational seat. Okay, um, whereas, you know, just reading uh, or looking at documentary on ancient Rome recently, you know, they got, they got kind of addicted to the games. You know, the blood-drenched scenarios, the gladiators and the, the wild beasts in the, where was it, in the Colosseum and, and other places, you know, they, they just got kind of addicted to it. They lost, kind of, they weren't so mad, they kind of lost control. That's, that's the opposite, you could say, of a good habitus. Oh, it's becoming vicious, we call it having a vice, okay? Uh, you get so, I don't know, you get so stuck on it that you can't make good choices. You can't act reasonably. You're just there, you know, for the phenomenon, for the sensation, you know? Um, and, you know, in, in drug use and in alcohol abuse as well. You know, things like that happen, okay? Um, no, but the, the habitus which is part ingrained in virtue, all virtues are habitus, a good habitus, uh, is a principle of freedom. Yeah, it, it's an apprenticeship in human freedom. It's, it's becoming masters of who we are and what we do. And then, see, the master is much more able to, like St. Thomas, is more able, better able to make the choice in the right way. Okay? It's better to, it better to write that essay or do that assignment or do that experiment in the bars, okay? It's more reflective, more timed, more, more finely tuned, okay? Um, you know, again, like the great tense players, they seem to have loads of time, you know, but it's, it's years of building up, getting into position and knowing where to put the ball. Will I go cross court or will I go down the line, you know? Uh, they seem to have more time because they're just, they're just geniuses at where they want to put the ball. Um, so too, the moral life is like that, okay? Um, the way I say things, the way I write things, where even our thoughts in some way are, are, are affected. Okay. Is that okay so far? Yeah, just, okay. 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 I, I, we'll have question, plenty of time for question time, I think, kind of now. Okay, yeah.
Okay, types of virtue, okay. Um, yeah, so I, I, I put up there, um, oh, I'll, I'll come back to them, okay. So the, 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 the most prized excellences that we can have in life, okay, are called the theological virtues. You know them, they're faith, hope, and charity, okay. They're the greatest gifts you can have in your soul. Uh, they're infused by God. We can't, we can't do a degree in faith and get faith. <laughs> you know, can't qualify in university and get hope, okay? <laughs> you understand? It's not, oh, God, second class, and hope, you know. <laughs> oh, why? What happened? You know, oh, I slipped, I slipped, I, I didn't know. No, no, it's not that. <laughs> okay. It's not that. Okay. It's not that. They're refused by God. God is the origin of them. They come from God. Puts them into our soul, infuses them, instills it to our soul at baptism. Baptism is the sacrament of faith, okay? The Eucharist, sacrament of charity, okay? In that sense. Hope, I think, is confirmation. Hope is. Am I allowed to call it? Hope, confirmation is associated. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, but, you know, of course, they're, they're, they're working through the sacraments as well, okay? Um, so faith, hope, and charity are superhuman virtues. They're above the natural ability of man. Okay, they're enhanced abilities. They're super added powers of acting. Okay, that we love God, we know God, we hope in God, we're intimate with God. Aristotle, the Greek genius that he was, thought that was insane. He said, it's absurd to say you can have a relationship or be a friend of Zeus. <laughs> okay, you understand? Like, they never thought, they never imagined having theological virtues. Even though they had a lot worked out, the, the Greeks are geniuses, but they had a lot worked out. But to have theological virtues, to have this intimacy with God, you know, to have person to person with God, no, not at all, okay? But that's, that's what they are, okay? So the virtues of man are sharing the life of grace. Okay. Uh, human virtue, um, the four principal ones, I've, I've written them up, okay, for time-saving, are prudence, uh, justice, fortitude, and temperance. There are lots of um, virtues appended to them, you know, tagged onto them as well, okay, like liberality we'll talk about, uh, patience, for example. Uh, they, they all come under the embrace of the four cardinal virtues, Cardo means hinge. So they're the hinges of what called human virtue, okay? For St. Thomas, they're both infused and acquired, okay? Acquired means you, you make repetitious acts, uh, characteristic good acts. You practice them. You get trained in them. You're not flippant in them. You get, you get good at them, okay? It's, it get, like, like riding the bicycle, okay? For St. Thomas, you also get infused uh, moral virtues, okay? But we're just talking about the, the, um, the acquired ones at the moment, okay? So human virtue is a habit perfecting man in view of his doing good deeds. You have the virtue of fortitude. Um, I may be, I'll be a sticker, okay? When my life gets difficult, when it's exam time, or my marriage is a bit rocky, I'll be there, I'll be holding on, I'll be fighting for it. I'll be fighting for the good. Okay, I'll have a firmness. Okay, and I won't be flimsy. I won't be just a marshmallow, you know. I, I'll just, I'll have more in me. Okay, and that's fortitude. We need that for certain challenges in life, certain obstacles, okay, that 
that don't get us, you know, block us on the way to the good, okay? Um, so they're, they're usually called moral virtues, okay? Theological moral. And then there's what's also called, they're called intellectual virtues, like the virtue of science, which is knowledge, okay? Uh, the virtue of wisdom. Um, I'll, talk, I'll give you an example of one in, in a while, okay? So if it perfects man's intellect, it will be an intellectual virtue. Uh, if it perfects his appetite, okay, your, your desires, your wanting, your wishing, your willing, okay, it will be a moral virtue. That make sense? So we've three, we've three types, okay? We have, we have theological, we have moral, and we have intellectual. And we'll, we'll talk a little more in detail about them. So I don't want to go over time, okay? Yeah, here's, okay, yeah. So one of the intellectual virtues, perfects our thing to make, is called art, okay? Now it's not ballet, okay? It's not fine arts, okay? It's not art, it's more like a craft. It could be engineering, could be carpentry, okay? The, the, the medieval sense of what art was, ours is, is broader than what we would understand today, okay? okay? It's not having a delicate palette, okay? Just become skilled in something that makes things, okay? This is what art is about. Art is nothing else with right reason, again, reason, about certain works to be made. It's man as a maker, homo faber, okay? The, the man who makes, the person who makes things. Uh, for a craftsman, for example, is commended not for the will with which he does a work, but for the quality of his work. Again, the skilled engineer, uh, the skilled builder of bridges, okay? The, the skilled, um, I think even medicine falls into, into this, you know, um, uh, you know, um, art. So it's an intellectual virtue. I can be very good. I can be a very skilled physician. I can have intellectual virtue without having moral virtue, okay? I can be actually very good at flying a plane, but I could be a lousy citizen. I could be an absentee father. Uh, I could be an adulterous husband. Do you understand? I could have, I could have very big flaws in my personality, my character, but I could still be able to do things that dazzle and amaze. Okay, I could be famous, okay? And often very talented people are very famous, okay? But you see there's a kind of a, a drop or there's kind of a double play there. They, they, there's, there's a divorce between the, the, the moral life. Okay, you see that very often. It can repeat itself a lot. Father Alan, just yeah. as you say that, I just, King David comes to mind yeah, yeah. in the scriptures. You yeah. know, the, the way he obviously was... Um, like hugely powerful, like influential over Israel, but how he failed as a father. Yeah, committed adultery. <laughs> like yeah. these are the the things that are fully to mind, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. one of yeah, no, certainly. And see, they need the biblical heroes and yeah. anti heroes. We, we we see this, okay. Mm -hmm. um, but Thomas makes this distinction between between intellectual virtue, like I can be a top physicist, uh, but unfaithful in any relationship. You know, that, that patterns, okay? Um, okay, the other one, uh, prudence is kind of unique because prudence is very important. That really is a spiritual pilot for us, you know? Uh, prudence is right reason and action, okay? 
it's it's both a moral and an intellectual virtue. It kind of straddles both because it's in our mind, it's a perfection of our intellect, but also it it kind of governs or controls, in some sense, the moral virtues, our, our appetites for food, for drink, for, for sexual pleasure, for example, okay? Uh, prudence helps us to do them well, okay? It helps us to find the measure. Um, yeah, how much do I have to try at this sport uh, to make it, you know? Or is it unrealistic that I'm going into this profession, you know? Uh, prudence finds the measure. You know, am I trying too hard or, or trying too little, that kind of way, okay? So, so uh, Augustine says, prudence is love choosing wisely between the things that help and those that hinder. It's a nice way, it's, it's love choosing wisely. It's your, it's your little, it's your little satnav true life. Okay, a, a prudent person uh, will govern his emotions really well. Okay, he won't have skewed visions of things. He won't have illusions or delusions of grandeur. Uh, was very realistic about what what he or she can achieve, or what needs to be done, or what needs to be said. You know. Maybe as a, as a parent, you know, maybe disciplining a child, you know, do you make a big fuss about it, you know, <laughs> or, you know, or do you just say a few quiet words and it, it's done with, it's dealt with, you know, that's prudence, you know, when to overdo things and when to underdo things, okay, it's, it's prudence, it's love choosing wisely, uh, liberality, liberality comes under, uh, it comes under justice, okay, it's appended to justice, okay, it's one of the appendices, you could say, of justice, okay? Uh, and what's liberality? It's kind of, it's generosity at ease with the goods you own. Okay, it's a certain open-handedness, okay? It says, uh, liberality is also called open-handedness, largitas, largesse, having a largesse, okay? Because that which is open does not withhold things, but parts with them. Okay, you're a generous benefactor. Um, even giving pocket money to your kids, <laughs> you know, maybe you don't want to overdo it, uh, but you're generous. You've done one of the well under leaving start or whatever. Okay. Uh, things like that. Okay. The, the ox would probably be tight fisted, even though you have a lot, you're very tight fisted with it. You know, you might own McDonald's and still think that burger is too expensive if you have to buy it, you know, <laughs> you have, you know, instances of this, you know, very, very rich people going in and saying, I own the joint, but I'm not paying, you know, you know, kind of very, very, very tight with, with, with their money, with possessions, with, with material wealth, okay? But liberality is the virtue uh, which helps us to be more at ease, more dispossessed, okay? Um, another one is, uh, it's called the virtue of perseverance. How do you spell that wrong? I'm getting any cook at the end. Uh, it's called a virtue called perseverance that we're, we're actually, when we come up against an obstacle, when we're in a different course, a difficult course in college, and we could give up. You know, we could maybe, okay, I'll try something else, or, you know, very, very easily, too easily. You know, three weeks into our course, I don't like it. I hate it, you know. I hate, I hate the class. <laughs> you know, I think, okay, maybe we shouldn't say that, okay. But, but, uh, but it's, it's to persist long in something until it is accomplished, Belongs to a special virtue. Perseverance is a special virtue. Yeah, go ahead. Five minutes. Okay, that's great. Okay, we're nearly there. Um, 
So uh, it's, it's a special excellence, okay? It comes under fortitude. It's in the embrace of fortitude. When you have courage in your life, you're also a person who, who perseveres in projects or sees them out to the end. You know, when it's reasonable to do that, okay? Okay, i got five minutes, so I've got to go through quickly. Just a few things, okay? Uh, what we would say about uh, the virtues is that they're connected. It's very unlikely that you have one skill or characteristic and it's not aligned with others, <laughs> okay? Do <laughs> you understand? Uh, it's not likely that you're temperate and you have no courage. Do you understand? Uh, um, it's not likely that you'll be prudent and then you have no sense of justice. Okay, you're kind of a sociopath. No, it's, it's not that, okay? Uh, and this is what Thomas says, okay? Uh, whoever can curb his desires for pleasures of touch, temperance, is more able to check his daring in dangers of debt, fortitude, courage. Do you understand? So the temperate person can also be courageous. In this sense, fortitude, courage is said to be temperate. Okay, Temper temperance is said to be brave. As he whose mind is strengthened by fortitude is more able to remain firm against the onslaught of pleasure. So the courageous person is better at getting his appetites in order. To do something that can say sexual pleasure or pleasure for drink or for food, okay? Uh, courage helps us because it, may, it gives us a certain firmness, you know? Uh, Cicero had this, you know, Cicero was a genius, he had this, he said, it would be inconsistent for a man to be unbroken by fear and yet vanquished by cupidity. I suppose love of, of, of certain pleasures, okay? Um, okay, so there, there's a consistency there in the virtues. Um, yeah, just even the little virtues, even the, the things like patience can make for human greatness. Okay, you say, well, boy, it's not a great thing to be patient, but it is, it, it's, it's actually, someone is working on themselves, God is working on them. Um, uh, the one who is patient does not flee from evil, but does not allow himself to be made inordinately sorrowful thereby, okay? So patience is kind of control of sorrow. You know, when you're waiting in a queue, when the, the waiter doesn't bring your food in the restaurant and you're waiting for ages and you're kind of, you feel the saw, what's going on? When someone doesn't do things for you, you know, instant coffee culture, you know? When somebody doesn't bring something straight away to you, you say, you know, it's sad, what a terrible day, what a terrible life, you know? <laughs> and what happens? You get sorrowful, you're getting inordinately sad, inordinately sad, okay? And you lose patience. You slap down your, your um, slap down your, your spectacles or something, okay? You, you, you storm out, okay? Every sitcom has it, okay? <laughs> Thomas, this is kind of existential for Thomas. He says, through patience, man possesses his soul. The great saints are patient. Remember St. Teresa of Lisieux? That sister she didn't really like. And then the sister, you know, some years there, he says, but I'm your favourite. Person you must like in the convent, you know. She's the one she didn't really like at all, you know. But the genius of Trace, the virtue, working with this person in close community, and she becomes her, you know, she sees this 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 thing happening, okay? 
So to be patient means to preserve cheerfulness and serenity of mind in spite of injuries, okay? Just one or two to go, and I've done that. Oh, I won't go into that one, okay? Um, I'll come back to it, okay? Uh, okay, just, uh, I know uh, Adam will talk about this later on uh, today, so I don't need to go into this, okay? Uh, charity is the animator of all the virtues. In the life of grace, in life with Jesus Christ, charity is the form of the virtues. Um, charity is the one that gets them all in order. It's like the photographer, like on the last day of our retreat, we'll have a photographer come and take a good picture of me. Get us all in order. <laughs> Get us in the right place in the picture, okay? So all your excellences, all your little abilities have to be in the right shape, in the right place, uh, as a constituent of, of your being in Christ, okay? Charity gets us to the end. It gets us to love God. So all our other abilities, all our other virtues are coordinated. They're in the right place, in the right exercise, but they're now, they reach God. Okay, so I, I climb the mountain, say in Medjugorje or, or Lourdes, wherever it is, I, I climb the mountain for the love of God. Okay, I do this, I, I go on the missions in China, in Honduras, I go into the Amazon jungle, like the Jesuits did, you know, for the love of God. Okay, that's what we talk about, about charity being the, 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 the form of the virtues, okay? It now it vivifies them, it organizes them, it energizes them, it, it, it brings them onto a new level. Through friendship with God, I do these superhuman things for the world, for man, and for God Himself. Okay, that that that's okay. And and they bring us to the end. They on our pilgrimage through life, they bring us to our final end, uh, which is with God Himself. Okay. And then, you know, the virtuous life, the good life, should incline us towards the virtuous friendships. We, we, we come into the community of the church. Uh, we come into the community of those living the good life. We become good citizens. We become loyal friends. We become good companions, jovial, you know, uh, ones, okay? So uh, Thomas says this, he recognized this, okay? Um, like uh, living the virtuous life, you're not a spiritual capitalist, okay? And I don't mean in the wrong way, but it's just, you're not an individual, okay? You're brought into communion with others, with the friends of God, and then extending out uh, towards others as well. There is nothing on this earth to be prized more than true friendship. Okay, that's St. Thomas. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Okay, he had friends who the incarnate word had human friendship, you know. Uh, and Aristotle, even Aristotle had. Friendship then between the virtuous is friendship in the best sense, as we have noted many times, okay? So um, so it's a project between two people who are orientated towards the good, okay? The, the friends do a shared thing. They, they do a shared enterprise. And, um, and your friends help you to be virtuous. They, they sometimes make the, they lift the bar for you, okay? You, expect things okay they help you they console you when you you fall like wants to, to pick you up you know and they correct you okay so friendship is a great boon for the virtuous life and, and the virtuous life should lead us into communion friendship uh and the joy of one another's company uh and the joy which build, build, builds up civilization you know thomas says we can't live without joy 
Aristotle says no one would really want to live without friends. You know, very simple things. Thanks for listening to this lecture on the Thomistic Institute podcast. The generosity of people like you makes this podcast possible. If you enjoy these talks, please consider showing your support at www.thomisticinstitute.org slash donate. Your donation of even a dollar helps us reach more college students and many others with the powerful truths of the faith, and it ensures that we can keep publishing top-notch lectures on this podcast. Thanks a lot.